Welcome to Ben. Blockchain Education Network. The largest and longest running network of students, alumni, and professors excited about blockchain across the world. A podcast for students by students, sharing their vision that anyone, regardless of wherever they are in the world, will be able to use blockchain as a vehicle to create wealth for themselves and their communities. This is Ben. The Blockchain Education Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of the Blockchain Education Network podcast. Um, today, I'm here with Antonio. He's a director of operations at the Blockchain Education Network. And I'm Emily. I'm from the Rutgers Blockchain Hub. So hi, Antonio. How are you? Hi, Emily. Thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> it's a fun experience. Of course. Yeah. Would you be able to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and also how you first came across Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Antonio. I'm originally from Lisbon, Portugal, out there in Europe. And initially, when I first came to know about Bitcoin, I was a student at the University of Florida in you know, this very small city, Gainesville, many people don't know. I graduated from uh, an high school in Europe, and then I was able to move to the U.S., I had that opportunity. And at the time, I, I really didn't know anything about Bitcoin or finance. I came from a very small town in the middle of nowhere. My grandparents and family were like pig farmers. So it was really like totally no exposure to this space or to finance or even computers. I remember actually I didn't have internet until I was like uh, 16. So it was really interesting because when I was in college, I was still dependent on my family to pay rent or sometimes to get some, some money for, to pay for food or even for classes. And at the time, I, I, I used to use Western Union for remittances and I had to receive a payment from a family member or sometimes my mom won't send money. And the issue was, Hey, how can I make this payment reach the United States? Cause it's over Europe coming to the U.S. Usually a bank transfer takes 15 days and you have to pay like $50 in fees. So then the, the answer initially was Western Union, but Western Union, we run into problems and there's very high fees. Like after a year of sending money through that, we'll have what, more than $1,000 in fees. And then we came across PayPal. PayPal was making it easier, but still with PayPal, transferring from a bank account and then waiting 15 days. And then there's ones that I remember I... I was able to pay a rent and it was really frustrating because PayPal kind of lost the money in a way and we had to call back and forth and my parents didn't even know English and I kind of had to help out at the time and, and I really remember that and there was so much friction just to do a simply money transfer and at the time what was the I, I started researching I, I helped with friends and I hear about this Bitcoin thing and at my school, I never forget this day, I was at the Rates Union Plaza and my friends were going to dance class. And my other, my other group of friends were like, Hey, do you want to join this Bitcoin club and eat some pizza? I'm like, what is that Bitcoin thing? It must be some weird thing. And I don't know, like I kind of prefer going to dance class, but I said, no, let, let me check out. I always been a very curious person. I always wanted to go and explore and, and see. I'm, I'm very curious. So. I remember going all the way down in this hallway and just meeting these really like group of nerds, like three, four people eating pizza and just <laughs> chatting about Ethereum and Bitcoin. And everyone was super excited to give me the first like Bitcoin. This was back in 
2016, Bitcoin was about $1,000, So I remember I, I just exchanged like $20. My friend gave it to me like in my digital wallet. And then I was like, oh, no, no, I just uh, burned $20 into this Bitcoin thing. But it was very far from me perceiving it as a store of value at the time, which is, oh, this is for payments. It's fun, it's digital. And I, I was able to use it to transfer money overseas. And that's when I first discovered this world. Mm-hmm. So... Right. Yeah, I know that a lot of Ben listeners, especially to this podcast, are students. And you mentioned that you got involved with your club's Bitcoin or or crypto. So I'd love to learn a little bit about how you progressed. You eventually became the president of the blockchain club at Mm -hmm. the University of Florida. Yeah. So sort of what happened was in that small meeting room, just three or four people, we really became good friends because I... In this space, like when you meet people, everyone is just so open and so friendly and it's a decentralized world and we all believe in freedom of, 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 of financial freedom. And I was like, well, these are really cool ideals. I never really asked myself about the financial world that I live in and living in being raised in Europe and, and then coming to the United States. I, I, I never questioned myself about money, about finances. I, I mean, my, my major in college was business administration. Of course, we had finance classes, but we never really had classes about the history of money or about finance or questioning about our money and why we use this. So I started digging into the rabbit hole. And initially, it was with that group of friends. And they were from the, at the time, it was the Gator Bitcoin Club. And I just, I just joined in and, and became part of it. And this was 2016. And I just kept getting more and more involved. And I remember there was a member at the club, Aaron Schwartz, that was part of Ben. And it was like, hey, you should join Ben. It's really cool. And Ben was always the organization that was above the club, getting all clubs together to support us because the, the, the university club was very small and we didn't have many resources. But then throughout Ben, we're able to become so much more. And that's when everything changed because Ben gave me the opportunity to go to the Miami Bitcoin conference by Mo Lab. And that was one of the past conferences I went in 2016 that I got the chance to meet Roger Veer and really big people in the space. And it was my first time being exposed, exposed to the investment world, to being investors, to see how things would work. And everyone's super excited about Bitcoin. And, and I'm like, whoa, this is a new world that I just found out. And I just end up sticking through the club and getting involved as I could, participating in events, networking. I did partnerships. I brought a partnership with Bitcoin.com where they would sponsor our tailgates, which was a lot of fun. And people would be able to pay in Bitcoin cash and we'd have food and explain people what, what Bitcoin was. Okay. And yeah, and, and eventually I was able to become the president. And that was in 2017 okay. when me and Yoel Lapsher were running the club. And it was a lot of fun. And, and I remember was was at the top of the market. So yeah. it was really, really interesting. I, I remember being in this room. We usually, we we had a room for our meetings and it was a small room. And, and that, at that time we had to get a room with 200 seats because we had 100 people in the audience. And I remember in Florida, we have a lot of people from Latin America. It's usually a gateway from Latin America. A lot of students from Venezuela asking questions. Hey, what is this Bitcoin thing? How can I get involved? And I remember, hey, explain them how they can use it and what is this for a lot of people initially are very don't really believe in it and they really seek an education Mm -hmm. and it's really important like that universities have a course about this that teach about it and at university of florida there is no course it was only the club 
So students would come to us, I would have DMs on Instagram or Facebook where people would be like, hey, should I buy this Bitcoin thing? Should I do this? And there was so much demand for it. So it was, it was really an amazing journey throughout the club. And mm -hmm. that's the reason I, I joined you. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like, like a lot of students, including me, you first came across the yeah. Blockchain Education Network when you were an undergrad, and then it really enriched um, your experience and you know what your club was able to achieve. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. But first, I wanted to ask, right after your graduation, you, you worked a stint at Oracle. So I just wanted to know like what your experience was right out of college and how it was transitioning to one of the largest technology firms in the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I always was one of my dreams to work uh, in the technology sector, to work in the, in this, in a big corporation and, and experience and see what they have to offer, how things work. And joining Oracle was a really, really good experience because I got to be part of the BDC class off program. And it was really an amazing program where they trained me and I learned so much about database. I learned about how com not only computers work, but what's behind computers, what's behind all the intellectual property that's created. And it was really, really interesting because the experience was it's very different from what I, I'm experiencing right now at the crypto world, it, in this new universe where everything is just so new and recent, everyone's so excited. Going into the, a, a large tech corporation, things move a bit slower. It's been around for a long, long time. And... I learned the fundamentals and how to do business. And it really, it was, it was an amazing experience for the year that I stay there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, so after your experience at Oracle, you, you went to Ben. So can I ask today, as, as the director of operations at Ben, you know, what are the day-to-day, -day, what, what, what's the day-to-day -day yeah. like? Yeah, so telling you a little bit about what happened was COVID hit and work really changed the way and the dynamics. And I said, maybe it's a time to change my career a little bit. And I always really like to give back to the world. I'm from a very small town, from a very small place, and I always dreamed of, let me do something for the people. Let me try to change dynamics. And I always found the power in this technology to create wealth for the community, for people to own their own money, to be their own sovereign financial individuals. And, and then the only way to do this is by teaching people. And my work at Penn is we have the 1010 plan where we are focused over the next 10 years to educate 10 million people about this technology, about how they can hold their private keys. And believe it or not, it's a very hard challenge because not many people question money or not many people are willing to learn. And, and it's very hard to, in a few minutes, teach the, the average person, commerce person, why do they need Bitcoin or why do they need to know about this technology? Mm -hmm. So my work at Ben and my day-to-day -day operations is working with students from all around the world, from the Middle East, in Turkey, in Istanbul, to students like yourself. Like we work together at events at Rutgers mm -hmm. and it's really focusing in teaching these students and empowering them mm -hmm. with events, with going to not only online events, but also in-person events where students can network, mm -hmm. with helping them to find jobs, helping them with their CVs, mm -hmm. with finding what courses they can enroll so they can prepare themselves for a career in blockchain. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I learned from when I was at Corporate America, and especially in a very large tech corporation, was in the 80s, when most of these companies started, was when the internet was being created. And right now, we're experiencing the same thing. We have the web 3.0 being created. 
So if you're there and you can capitalize or create your own company, you're setting up yourself for success. And I don't think many people understand how big this is because at the time, let's say Larry Ellison, Steve Jobs, and many other people were able to create their companies because we're at the right time, at the right moment, the right place. And now we're living through the same thing. And I know it's a big risk not to go to a secure corporate job, but giving a shot in this space and, and just giving it a try, there's so much opportunity and you building this new future. There is really, really a lot that can be done and, and just take the risk. And being part of the band team and working with students from all over the world, it's sort of part of my day-to-day -day job to tell students that my experience, but also to encourage them, hey, follow your dreams, like follow your passions. And it's really cool when you work with like students that are in their not like 20 years and there's this finishing college, they are so ambitious and they have so many, so many dreams of creating this startup to do X, Y, and Z. And, and I think that that's amazing when I jump on these calls and listen to what student dreams are of creating the next startup that's going to solve problem X or problem Z. So it's, it's very inspiring. And, and in particular in what I do, what I love the most is working with students in the developing world, either from Africa, from countries in Latin America, or even in the Middle East, in Turkey, because mm -hmm. those places is where exists the biggest demand for crypto. Mm -hmm. And that's where the conversations change from, should I invest in crypto to, I really need to buy this because my currency in my country is collapsing. My mom got paid yesterday and I need to invest because tomorrow I, we can't buy the same things in the supermarket. So that's really interesting because that's where you see the, the air on fire problem being solved. It's not only the store of value that people can transact and, and feel protected against a, a state actor that is not really protecting their interests or doing their best job. So, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So it sounds like much in the same way that for you, originally, the use of crypto was born out of a necessity. You're helping other students that maybe wouldn't have had access or had heard about um, these resources. Um, and yeah. you're exposing them to that through through bed. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of my biggest dreams throughout my career is going to these developing nations. Mm -hmm. I would really love to go over to Turkey, to more the east side, mm -hmm. or to Uzbekistan, or Turkmenistan, and places that people never really heard about. And explain, educate students in these countries about the potential of this technology. Because I, I work with many students, let's say in Turkey, where they would like to have a higher paying job, mm -hmm. like someone in the United States or Germany but they can't because the government doesn't allow that or the, the national economy doesn't give them the opportunity. But with crypto, they're able to get an online job and work for a remote company while living in their own country. So this is really changes the game and, and enables students to have those opportunities is, is, is very, what can I say? It's, it's one of the most gratifying experiences that I, that I have is knowing AI enable that person to achieve their dreams. So. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure you and the rest of the Ben team are having a huge impact on all these students around the world. Thank you for all the effort that you put in there. Just as a final closing question, I would love to ask, you know, within the next decade, is there anything that you're particularly excited about or you see in the future? Yeah. So in the next decade, we have, as I mentioned earlier, we have the 10-10 plan where we're focused in reaching out to 10 million people. And at the Blockchain Education Network, we're really focusing scaling out operations to offer as many people around the globe education in crypto. We launched the Ben Learn where we have partnerships with Berkeley and other companies like Algorand and now Cello to educate the community. We we want students to be able to easily take a course on 
how to become a blockchain developer or what are the, the fundamentals and, and be able to go there and learn in very easy ways about this technology, how they can have a wallet or, or they can buy Bitcoin. So what I'm really excited is really to see adoption, to see people in schools learning about this and using the, the technology. And, and my, some of my work in Turkey is, is really exciting because we see students really transacting and super excited about using this because they see it as the, as the future mm-hmm. and working with the new generations, they're going to be the future of our world. The world that you want to see, you, sh- you should express that in your career, in what you do. So working with millennials and the, the new generations, it's, it's really amazing because in 2050 or 2100, they will be in the high positions. They'll be the politicians or in the high positions at a, at a finance institution. So I, I believe it's, it's crucial to educate the, the, the people and, and people that are currently in universities because we'll, we'll change the course of humanity towards better way like i i can't wrap my head around that right now we are in a world with seven billion people and about i think four billion don't even have access to a wallet or to a wallet to a, to a bank mm-hmm. and you know i work with a lot of students in the developing world and i hear stories of oh my aunt just got robbed when she got paid walking home and this is stories i hear in tanzania for example and for you to have a bank account you need to have a cousin that works at the bank or you need to be someone known so it just, so many people are just left out of the economy. And in the United States, 300 million people, Europe is 500 million people. People, yes, have access there, but still a lot are left out too. So I think things really need to change and it's by education. I mean, we all go to college, you're at Rutgers. I went to University of Florida to have an education, to prosper, to have a good career. So, and everyone should have access to an education in crypto. So that's really what excites me the most is one day in the future, looking back and say, oh, we educated 10 million people. And yeah, they're out there changing the world. So, yeah. Yeah, so definitely mission critical work. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today. It was great talking to you. No problem. Great talking to you, Emily. This was another episode of Ben. Blockchain Education Network. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at BlockchainEDU. And visit our YouTube channel for more valuable blockchain content.